Welcome to Arcade Couch, best place to chill your friends and get your gaming goodness each and every Monday. My name's Don Black. Join me on the couch this week, Ashley Hobley. Hey Dylan, excited to be here on the couch. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, <laughs> you, can't you see that I'm very excited to be here on the couch? You sound excited. Everybody? I, yeah, I, was, I didn't want to doubt you or anything, but yeah. Uh, also, you care about it. Hi, I'm here to talk all things gaming and such on the RK Couch. You're on the right show. Good stuff. Uh, (laughs) Today on the show, we're talking about the sci-fi horror remake Dead Space, much tweeted about Forspoken, and everything announced at Xbox's Devolver Direct, as well as a couple of other things. But let's jump straight in to the big game of last week. I guess this comes out Monday, yeah. So last week, Dead Space. I mean, it's just called Dead Space, but I can't help every time, like, Dead Space remake, Dead Space it was part of my 2023, with, like, Dead Space. Like, with it's... writing the review, I was like, do I, do I keep calling it remake? Do I keep calling it Dead Space? Yeah. Do I refer to the old one as 2008 Dead Space? Like, I don't, I don't yeah, it's, yeah, this is the problem with when they just, like, remake games and call them the same thing. Or even when they remake movies and call them the exact same thing, it's, like, sort of annoying. Um, before we get to your thoughts, Kieran, your review and everything like that, Ash... Would you do the yep. honors of reading through the quality critic score? The quality critic score is uh, 8.5. Uh, yeah, most people enjoyed it. Like, all the critics had previous played uh, Dead Space. Uh, so, you know, they all had varying degrees of uh, appreciation and love for the original game. So they all uh, mostly enjoyed it, obviously citing the improved graphics and audio design. Uh, there was a bit of disagreement on the, I think it's the AI director or something that uh, introduces a bunch of different scenarios of when the monsters and shit can come out. But um, yeah, for the most part, it was very positively received. There was a couple of outliers, but yeah. yeah. 8.5. It's me. It's all falling apart here. I can't believe what's happening. Nicole? 8.5 and our own Kieran Machin gave it a 9. So, Kieran, do you want to go over your thoughts for Dead Space? Yeah, Dead Space, um, I think it's the same vein as the Resident Evil 2 remake of anyways, where it's this is a great showing of what a remake can be to only enhance an original game, but to, to bring it to a new audience and to, to show it in a new light using the technology that we have today. And I think... It's it's really funny because I guess my review didn't reflect on this because I didn't have the 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 time to have to do the homework I did after it. But it's really funny. This game feels like this is what the game should have just been in two thousand and eight. And when you look at it and you you look into okay, what has actually changed in this game? And it goes okay, the USG Samora is now a flowing vessel. It's now you can walk from one end of it to another. You can Isaac Clark, main protagonist, now talks. He never talked in the first game. The ship was more disjointed in the first game. There is now the um, zero gravity flying through different areas with that was heavily featured in Dead Space 2 and 3, was not a part of Dead Space 1. Dead Space 1, Isaac kind of hurled himself from wall to wall um, in different directions. And you, you look into a lot of what the game is in the remake, and it's a lot of polish and a lot of good ideas. Now they have this Metrovania-style security pass system where you can either, during the main story, you're either given new levels of security or there's a side quest that gives you kind of the master security setting, uh, 
system. And you can go back into earlier areas and open up containers and open up rooms that were previously locked to you. And it's really funny because looking back at it, I can remember there being doors unlocked. The problem was back then you used to spend the little upgrade nodes that you would spend upgrading weapons. You had to spend those on opening doors, which was kind of a, a weird way of using that resource. And I think they've done a fantastic job. I think there are moments that the 2008 game kind of shows through a little bit too much. Um, save points are a bit weird. Like you, there are safe spaces everywhere in this in the ship. Um, but also there's an auto-save system on the top of it, and that auto-save system can be a little bit dodgy at times. Uh, and then on top of that, there is some very strange moments in this game of just uh, repetitive failure that is so hard to get through and so frustrating to get to. There's, there is one room where you have to um, disable disable a device, but while you're disabling a device, there's, enemy, and there's an enemy in the room but you can't shoot and kill the enemy because if you shoot and kill the enemy or if the enemy tries to attack you once, it explodes and then it explodes the entire room and you die and you have to restart the room again. And I spent a good 15, 20 minutes on just that section. And I think there is there is little pockets of that, but overall, I think if you compare this to what the game looked like in 2008, this game is fucking creepy as shit now. The, the corridors are much more narrower, the lighting is so much darker, but at the same time, you can see much more detail. Um, the audio design is is ridiculous. There is just things coming at you, or sounds being heard down the pipes of the ship. Um, even at the point where the scary, the thing that kept jump scaring me the most in this game is your companions trying to call you on these on the video device that kind of pops up on the screen. Because every time it pops on the screen, it has a loud as shit crackle. Zing! It's like. <laughs> And then it like comes on and you're like, holy fuck. When you're not expecting it, it is the worst. And that you look at, there's so much in this game that is, you play it and you go, wait, this is totally in the original. It wasn't. There is a number of sections in this game and I found these amazing, really fun to play, but also really frustrating. Not frustrating, but really scary is probably the better words, where you have to choose which electrical device you want running. Do you want the life system running, like the, the energy running, or do you want the lights on? Because you can turn the lights off and keep Isaac being able to breathe, or you could turn the breathing off so Isaac has to use his oxygen mask, which generally I think his base level is like 60 or 70 seconds, and you can upgrade that. Um, I think I got to the point where every time I just choose to keep the lights on and I'll just run through the level because lights off was just fucking scary. Um, but no, I think there's so much of this where you just... No choices stick out as this is a next-generation choice or a new choice because... It just feels so natural for the game and the gameplay style. Um, I think Dead Space is still there at its core. Its story is still overall is still there, um, but they've just kind of enhanced it and, and made the gameplay experience so much better for players, both new and old. I think old players can come into this game, and I saw so many people commenting about that, being like, "Oh, I'm going to be able to play this game like the back of my hand because I finished Dead Space." And it's like, not really, because the the Ishimura has changed. It's the map designs change. You'll know different locations when you see them, but you'll see, like, yeah, you you'll not know the routes to get there all the time, and, and things are moved, and they've changed locations of like where you find guns and upgrades and bits and pieces like that. So I think it's still a new experience for everybody involved, but it, it is still showing the greatness of Dead Space and what it was, some of its flaws as well, but it, it does a great job of remaking it and doing so many things that somehow Callisto Protocol just didn't. That, like, the knife at Callisto Protocol in the last second there. 
um so i've been playing this for a little bit as well of course i've not time to finish it but i'm up to i'm in chapter three at the moment so i don't know a few hours in um the i mean like dead space is one of my favorite games of all time dead space 2 in probably my top five games of all time uh love both of them dead space 3 i never finished so so take from that as you as you will um but it is similar to what you're saying. I found it quite funny because I'd be walking around sometimes and be like, I'm pretty sure there's a workbench through this door and I'd walk through and there'd be a workbench. I'm like, yeah, cool. And then other times I'd be like, eh, I think I go around here and then there's like this whole weird section where you get an elevator and there's a jump scare and I'd get in the elevator and then the jump scare didn't happen. And I'm like, hmm. Like- <laughs> cool is, I think one of the interesting things is there is a level of randomization. In yeah, that's an AI that director is, thing. Yeah, even to the point of in between different loads Hmm. like you could you could go into a room fight some things die respawn going to that same room and the enemies won't be there yeah so the i've had absolutely no problems with it i think like i have i think it's worked so far to me like the game's been built up i've had like a ridiculous amount of enemies thrown at me that's the complaint i think one review mentioned but um i've had like the right amount i probably had less than I recall having in the original version of the game, to be completely honest, which mm-hmm. is which is fine. I think it gets it gets a lot more enemies on screen in the later half of the oh, game. Oh yeah, I expect, that's but typical survival yeah, horror thing. That's where, typical, yeah. and you have all the tools to deal with it. Yeah, they like they give you a bunch of guns, and then by the end of the game, it's like less survival horror, and the last hour is like more of an action game. But that's that, yeah. that's sort of for the standard. Um, re- this game really gorgeous and yeah, as i said sound design like makes me i've been loving both having a, a good sound bar and a oled tv to play this on especially in those moments where like old lights are out and like the, the light shining off of just isaac's like spinal um health bar thing is just like sort of the only thing on screen that's lighting up and i'm also pretty sure now i can't say 100 percent sure because i may be going insane and playing the game but i'm pretty sure at one point because of the sound design and there's these moments where you'll hear people whispering and for the most time it's yes. just like gibberish yes, and you can't you really understand yes. it but i was playing it the other day and this was in the original too you'd hear whispers but it was you. usually just like blah, 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 like you can't really make out i was playing it the other day and i'm pretty sure i heard someone say kill yourself and i was like you fucking what <laughs> like i'm like but it wouldn't put it past if that's what was whispered like but this is the thing is it is a story thing that he um, you started. Yeah, it's a story thing that that would make sense. But I was like, yes. "What the fuck?" And it was like it literally yeah. sounded because like I've got um because the game like I've got a Atmos soundbar and everything, so it literally sounded like it came from over there. I was like, "What the fuck?" Like someone's just telling me to kill myself. That's yeah. creepy as fuck. But um yeah, the combat this time also just like having a I guess maybe it's a difference of. Going 4K in resolution, meeting, being able to like shoot yes. further and make sense, like still being able to aim at the limbs compared to just guessing, which is what I recall yes. having to do past a certain distance in the original. Um, that's good. But uh, even just jumping straight back into this, man, like, man, combat's so good in this game. And it's, of course, having played this game several times before, I'm like, from the outset, I'm already like shooting for the limbs. And then you, by the time you get a couple of enemies in, they're like, hey, you should shoot, don't bother shooting the head. I'm like, sorry, dude. I'm already sure. Yeah, I got, this. <laughs> I, got this. Yeah, yeah. I got this. Don't worry. But um, yeah, just remember how fun it is. But yeah, the craziest thing from the outset is um, the ritual, because I tried my ass off to try and get the platinum on this on PS3. <laughs> I really want it. I could, I've got one trophy and it was for beating it on impossible difficulty, which is where you've got to beat it without 
Um, like it's the same thing they've got going on here. You yeah. have to do it like it's really fucking yeah. hard. But I used to, so I've seen the start of this game so many times, and I'm just so used to Isaac sitting there in silence as the other two characters argue with one another. So it's really weird starting this, and you're coming in in the ship, and Isaac's not only interacting with them, but they've also toned it down, I guess, because they no longer need the other two to just argue with each other. Because Isaac yeah. can interject. Because before they would argue, but Isaac didn't speak, so he wasn't there. Go shut the fuck up, guys! Like we should be working together or something. Because he wouldn't talk. So now they like they don't argue as much or at all, which is also a slight change. But yeah, just the moment Isaac's like, "Oh, coming in here," or like we should do this or whatever. But um, I was also really appreciating, especially in that intro cutscene. I kept swinging the camera around to front of Isaac's face. It's got some really good mocap mm-hmm. on his face because yeah. you'd literally just see like they'd mention something, you'd see like actors like eyebrows raise or. Or look and just like the, the the subtle things that you're probably not going to see, especially considering from that point on the majority of the game, or if not all the game, um, he just has his helmet on. Of course, that's the um. So yeah, appreciate that as well. Um, yeah, I'm just a few chapters. Oh, the, the zero gravity stuff. I like the change. I think it's yeah, it's definitely a, a good thing being able to fly around through those sections rather than, yeah, as you said, in the original, you would literally just look at a location, I think press like L1 circle or something and he would just jump to a roof and then you'd look around again, press L1 jump. Like you jump to a location, maybe a necromorph comes at you from somewhere, then you re-jump, but this time you've got free reign, you're doing what you want. And it, it sort of gets disorientating, but I don't, like it's purposely disorientating. So um, but yeah, and they've added other sections. Like I remember... I, when I got to the end of the first chapter or whatever it was, the, but before you go catch the train for the first time, yeah, I'm expecting to go, to go outside, there. Right? You actually have to go outside in the zero G yeah. thing and and all that, and then you like unlock the train, and then it says you can now use it to go back to the. I was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. like we're completely changing how I thought this whole section would play out. So um, that's really interesting. Yeah. So no, I mean it's it's definitely it's. I've seen a lot of people say the same thing, which. It, I think means it's just true, which is that it's on that same level of the Resident Evil 2 remake as far as improving on a beloved game to the point it sort of makes the original redundant. So it's not like, yeah, oh, no, people 100%. might still like the other one. It's like, why? Like, this is just, it's everything you liked, but better. I don't see why you would, at least so far, someone, I haven't finished it yet, but yeah. And I really hope, because the game's getting brave reviews, of course, and if it sells well and everything, I would love for a, yeah, give me the do Dead Space two and keep it the similar because I love Dead Space two. It's more obviously it's more in like a thriller action. But like they, they were like Uncharted took off and they're like fuck. Let let's get some insane action sequences in this in Uncharted two, which is fine. <laughs> I love that. It's still scary and you have like weird fucked up babies coming at you at several points and that's weird. But um, but man, I t- if they do Dead Space two off this and then they go for Dead Space three. Just fucking scrap everything and just do Dead Space. Do a new Dead Space 3. <laughs> That's what I would say. Like, just don't, you're not remaking it. You're not, just brand new one. Forget everything. <laughs> Stop for What about for the people, the, the very ha- small handful of people who liked it? Yeah, fuck them. No. Fuck them. No. You, yeah, no. 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 Do, a, do, do a 7 remake? Yeah. <laughs> just, just, what if we no. make it kill the other dude? It was no. like a co op thing the entire time, right? That's right. Sorry. Yeah, it was co op. We, yeah. uh, you play by yourself, but you still had an AI dude. So it's just yeah, it took, obviously dude, when just, you're when you're playing with someone the entire time in survival horror games, it's been proven time and time again that like it just doesn't it sort of ruins it, the whole the whole thing. So yeah, hmm. yeah, cool. So I'm keen to play more of that, of course. Um, read Kieran's full review up on Explosion Network. 
gmail.com. Uh, this week's question for everyone, and if you want to write into either explosionnetwork.com slash Discord, explosionnetwork.com slash Twitter, and then you two can answer this. Is Dead Space, Dead Space 2023 eligible for Game Year nominees? Yes. <laughs> Same way Resident Evil 4 remake is going to be eligible for Game of the Year nominations. Like, it's a full, like, if it's just a remaster, I'd say no, but this is like a full from the ground up remake. Like, proper work has gone into this game. Sure, it's not a new game or a new story, but it's, it, there's, yeah, no, there's definitely been enough work for this. Could potentially be nominated for Game of the Year or other awards of the year. Ashley shook her head like you disagree. Well, no, he just said, you know, real work went into this, whereas, you know... Compared to the original. What, did real work not go into other games? <laughs> um, some remasters. Do you think real work went into the Grand Theft Auto remasters? I think work went into <laughs> 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 There you go. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of one of those murky things, like, should Last of Us Part 1 have been eligible? No. Why not? That's just like a remaster. But it's re- literally a remake. No. no. I feel like it's a case-by-case basis and not, there's not enough in that. There's not enough meat on that bone as far as a remaster remake goes. And you think there's more meat on this bone? Oh, there's already more yes. changed and Heaps. improvements in this in a couple hours in the entirety of Last of Us Part 1. So. But is that because it's the... There was another, what, seven years age difference between Part 1 and the original Last of Us and what Dead Space is? doing you know what i mean last of us has enough fucking, space is seven years has older enough than fucking awards all right can chill out can Just, skip a yeah. year make the third game then get nominated fuck no nah, they're not doing that you're Druckmann? oh i want to win the golden globes and the game awards fucking hell jesus <laughs> this guy i don't know if he wants a golden globe why not oh i want yeah, an emmy i, mean, I want to win an emmy yeah. and i want a fucking game awards uh, my review that I published up this week was for A Space for the Unbound. Um, this was shown, I, I think it was actually in an indie direct at some point last year. Yes. And that's when I was like, this looks kind of cool. Um, I think I made some joke about it, it looked like Slice of Life and how Kieran would hate it. Um, and then I start the game and I'm like, it's slice of life. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> this is also the game that had the trouble with the publisher. This is the game that had the trouble with the publisher where they accused them of stealing money. And we briefly talked about that. So it's developed by Mujikan Studio, which is a independent Indonesian studio. It ended up being published by, um, Toad Productions, but it was originally being published by someone else. I've already fucking forgot. I should, I didn't even, I, can't even remember. Like, if I type in it, Mojikan should publish it. A- they don't need any more press. Yeah, they, yeah, fuck it. Who cares? Um, but the game, it's very cool. So I, got, I ended up giving this one a 9 out of 10. This was a, a big surprise. And, like, the thing I say at the end of my review is how I'd feel about it now, which is that it's either going to be one of the indie hits of 2023 or one of the most underplayed gems. So at the end of the year, this will either be nominated for a bunch of stuff, deservingly so, or a bunch of people like myself are going to be talking about how not enough people played this game. So... The premise for this is you play as a teenage, like high school kid, Atma. Um, he's got a girlfriend, uh, Raya. Uh, it's sort of hard to talk about story about spoilers, but like it's normal high school, like uh, da, 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 go around stuff, and then reveals like superpowers. He gets ac- uh, Atma gets access to this book 
this red book, which he can use to what they call space dive into people's minds. Um, and then it gets like sort of in- inception like. So it starts out simple. Like the example I use in my review is there's a chef who you want to get come back to come back to his workplace. So you like sort of space dive into his mind and like induce a nightmare where he's like failing at cooking. So then he's like, oh, I better do my job and like be good at it. So like there are some definitely some like. <laughs> There's some like you force people to do stuff they don't want vibes, but um, and then uh, Rai has powers too. I don't really want to dive too much into hers because I guess that's sort of when you get into more spoiler territory. But what the game ends up doing when it starts as a oh, it's just like high school boy, boy meets girl, boy, girl get involved in a supernatural <laughs> event where there might be a giant hole opening in the sky, um, it might be happening to kill everyone, but. That's fine. Um, the reference I make in the start of my review is that it it's very much like um, Makoto Shinkai's, like his style of movies. So your name, all that sort of stuff. So it's it's got the slice of life romance stuff. And then suddenly it's like, now it's like supernatural twist. Like well, there's a lot of stuff happening here. Um, it's very obviously anime inspired, even though it's um, Indonesian, not uh, Japanese, but it's still got a very anime-inspired like storyline and very anime-inspired like sort of pixel graphics, character designs, all these sorts of things. The game, what it does so well though, is it starts, it goes deep, so it gets like thematically, and the game starts with a warning about its themes. But as you you go through it and you start getting into the the stories of these characters and the characters around them, it starts dealing with things I don't think I've ever seen like handled well in a game, um, be that like sort of abuse from a parent, um, like it dives heavily into like um, mental health, health themes uh, in particular in a way that I don't think I've seen done in a game, especially of this nature, like a pixel art sort of thing. And it's very well written. Like every time you think it's going to just like take the shortcut happy ending or pull its punches or, or something. It never does. Um, it's, it's really, really well written. Uh, and it's a beautiful to look at too. Like they, they made this game for, it took them seven years to make this game and it's just gorgeous. Like the backgrounds are, uh, are different in every single environment. Every single character that you meet in the town stands out on the, on their own. Um, the, the whole place just feels alive and you get a sense for they've injected enough, uh, I guess, Indonesian culture into this. It also feels very different to any other game that you may be playing. Like, you know, you've played games in small Japanese villages, maybe it's similar-ish, <laughs> like that side of the world, but like this definitely has that, like, it's it's not, it's Indonesian. You'll do these little uh, trivia things where people are asking you questions, like in a, I'm trying to collect these cards in it that are optional and the characters are asking me tri- trivia questions to get them. Like, what is this special event in Indonesia or something like that? I'm like, I fucking don't know, but I'm Googling it and I'm like, ah, oh, the game's like, even though I'm cheating and I'm Googling it, like, I guess I'm learning something at the same time, <laughs> even though I'm, I'm like having to look it up. So um, music's really, really good as well. And yeah, the the final, I guess, half hour of this is just stellar. I think like from a, a writing pers- perspective, the way it, the story all comes together and how it, uh, it doesn't fail to, it doesn't drop its story at all in a, the last half hour and it wraps up everything I think perfectly is really, really good. My, the only reason I wouldn't have given, I nearly gave it higher than nine is that there are, so 
it's a puzzle game, I guess, at times. It's like adventure puzzle game. So, you know, you're talking to characters, they want a thing, you're going to go talk to someone else, get a thing, take the thing back to them, go around town, you're looking for a thing, that sort of thing, which is fine. There was a couple times in particular, one puzzle that involved maps that I was just like, this is very obtuse. Like, I'm like just annoyingly obtuse. I'm sitting here with a fucking pen and paper having to work this out when none, none of the other puzzles in the game felt like they had to be or were this hard at all so that it was just sort of annoying rather than um fun so but yeah space for the band i would uh for the unbound i would highly recommend it's on everything um yeah and i hope more people play it i've seen a few more people play it even today on twitter i've looked and seen a few people tweeting about how um they're really enjoying the game so maybe hopefully it picks up because i think yeah really really good hopefully it doesn't go under too under the radar um, takes about, I don't know, six to eight hours to beat, probably, if anyone wants a rough estimate. The choice is yours. All right, moving into well, out of proper game reviews into a review discussion or a review in progress, I am playing for Spoken, the game that everyone is tweeting about, or so it seems everyone's tweeting about. Uh, everybody's retweeting about everyone's fucking retweeting <laughs> about so uh for spoken is the latest game from square enix in which you play as a girl who is whipped away from her new york home to a secret land a uh, fantasy land where it's uh being like sort of overruled by uh, a disease that's spreading through it and like the rem the last remaining sort of citizens have all gathered in one location they can't venture out they'll die they'll get sick um so when you come in they accuse you of being like a demon and eventually you manage to wriggle your way out of that and then discover there's these five uh fuck, i can't remember the called, but they're like witches i guess um who used to be good and used to be like the gods of this land i guess but now have sort of turned on their citizens and um at least as far as i'm at it's like okay well they're probably the problem so the the answer should be we'll, we'll just kill them just, <laughs> just that, that does seem like a yeah this is maybe a bit of a over, over stretch shitty, yeah um, stretch but you know sure yeah um the the it's it's funny how to display this game because it is 100 percent a square next game but it's also weirdly the reason everyone's been complaining about the game online, I guess, which is to do with the dialogue. The dialogue to me is no different than any other Square Enix game. Like if this was Final Fantasy semicolon Forspoken. <laughs> yeah. I, I, if it was called <laughs> Final Fantasy, I don't feel like it would be a problem. But because it's called Forspoken, I think, I don't know why everyone's like, good. Yeah, it's it's just pure chaos. Yeah, what you're <laughs> yeah it's, it's pure chaos. And, yeah. <laughs> that character literally walked down twenty stairs, twenty rows of stairs, walked all the way outside, and then just made a one liner and walked off. So I don't know what like this is typical Square Enix writing. It's typical JRPG bullshit. Um, it's fun if you enjoy that sort of writing. If it's not for you, it's not for you. I I I'm very confused why this has caused such a kerfuffle this week. Um, because yeah. it's spoken by a female, a black yeah, female. That that's why. I don't know. Like, and the thing is, I don't think the writing's great. I think it's bad. I don't, I, I, it's just, it's standard for Square Enix. Like, it's standard for this sort of thing. Um, I actually find, like, at times the the jokes, the, the problem most people seem to be having is that Frey, the character you're playing as, uh, she gets, the reason she gets transported to this land is uh, in New York, she finds this bracelet thing, this thing she eventually calls Cuff, and that, when she picks that up, she's magically transported to this, um, whatever the land's called. Uh and that thing speaks to her constantly. Um, right. 
but Athia, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. She gets transported there and this, this, the thing speaks to it. Now, some of their banter back and forth at times I find quite amusing. Other times it's super cringe, but it's a, it's about, it's, it's sort of like hit and miss consistently. It's not, I don't feel like it's consistently annoying or, or whatever. You can turn it off. I don't even think Cuff speaks as much as anyone's making out to be. As someone who played about three quarters of um, High and Life before I couldn't be bothered finishing it, like that's, if you're going to listen to a sex pest talk to you for about three, like for several hours, then <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's a bit different to that. So um, combat wise, it's, it's a, it's the, the wizarding game I'm playing for February is there is the is what it is you have a main spell that's assigned to your r2 or i don't know how it works on pc but it's on pc and playstation but on r2 you have your main combat spell you can hold down r1 to change that to uh, a different spells you've unlocked you're a damaging spell you charge you hold it down to charge it up you're, you're throwing rocks you're throwing fireballs you're, you're fucking you're casting spells l2 support spells um, you can hold L1, bring up a little thing, change change that spell. Is it a spell that uh, brings up tendrils from the ground and uh, and stuns everyone? Is it a spell that plants a little plant on the ground that attacks people for you? Is it a healing spell? Is it a is it a spell that fucking casts a giant fire ring around you and makes it so you do more damage? Like it's literally a spell game, and <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why no more, more people aren't saying this. It is a fucking spell game. Weeks before that Hogwarts game is coming out, it's. I don't know. I, like, I know you don't have a wand, but it's spells. They're literally called spells in the menu, and you use mana to unlock new spells. So if you want to play a casting game, but one that's not made by transphobic people, for spoken. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not based on a property written by a transphobic person. To be clear. Yeah. To be clear. So, yeah, I'm, I, I, I don't know how many hours in. I, I've done, like, I've killed the first major boss um i'm the i'm not loving it i'm not disliking it it's perfectly enjoyable enough uh i don't mind when i'm sort of just like holding down the parkour button and flying around the world and um uh, you know stopping killing enemies and stuff like that every now and then when i get shoved down more of a linear direction of, of story stuff we're a bit like yeah i'd rather just be fucking around like i could in a world where i wouldn't I'm trying not to get too distracted because I just want to like sort of finish it, but not, but not rush through it as to ruin experience. I'm doing a little bit of side missions here and there. So I get the full experience, but in a, in a world where time didn't matter to me, I get a hundred percent seeing myself just running around, clearing off all the side missions and stuff and just enjoying running up the side of mountains. And like, there's an enjoyable aspect to that. So just yeah. sort of calming, chilling sort of thing. So, um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Ash, you were originally keen for this. Like, how are you feeling? About I was it? keen, but yeah, I didn't pick it up, but yeah, yeah it's interesting to read a lot of the different reviews and points of view. Um, it's got eights, nines, fives. Like it's- yeah, but now <laughs> I've seen other people say they really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, from what I can understand, it's one of these classic games that you need to play 16 hours of it before it starts getting good. Love that. Because, <laughs> you know, that's when you unlock all the abilities and then you can sort of max and mit- swap and change between all the different types of spells. Yeah, so, in different ways and that kind of stuff. I don't think it's a spoiler, but like, so I've killed the first. They're called tantras, I think. That's what I should have killed the first one, and what you get is, again, I don't know if this is a spoiler. I don't really care. Who cares about for spoilers? spoilers. That you like, they she drops a bracelet, and like, <gasps> it connects up to your bracelet, and then you unlock her spells. So mm-hmm. I guess as you kill the different tantras, you're going to unlock the ability to use 
everything that they were using against you when you were fighting against yeah. them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Which is, yeah, I mean, it's not yeah. groundbreaking. So what I'm getting is Forspoken 2 is going to be good. Yeah. You know what? If he gets that. Assassin's Creed 1 wasn't good either, but look where we are now. So I posted up a preview this week as well, Trey, Trey Racer's preview. So I attended this event, uh, got to play a bit of the game, um, speak and play with the developers at the same time. So this is the people that play um, created Fogs, which was like this uh, adventure platforming puzzle things, game. Right? Yeah, we played as not cat dog, but dog dog, where it was a sausage dog with two heads and um, sort of did things. And this is completely sort of an opposite direction. It is a... Uh, I, they don't have a release date yet, so but soon apparently, um, it's going. It's a free to play tray racer where it's going to release on Nintendo Switch and PC, and it will have cross play. So it's got that going for it. But its design is chill out with friends, race, and have fun, uh, which it was. Uh, I would say I'm going to put this out here straight away. My one sort of major thing for this is this is definitely a game that would be fun, and you could laugh and have a good time playing with friends on Discord. I don't think it would be anywhere near as much fun jumping into a random lobby where you don't know anyone, you're not talking to anyone. That's sort of one major thing so far. This isn't like super competitive. No. So how it works is, if you could tell from the name, you are on a tray and you're racing down a mountain. Um, the levels are procedurally generated based off a couple of different biomes, be that a desert one with cactus, a water one with like sort of uh, flowing water floating up, um, a couple of different ones. But the levels are procedurally generated, so you can't get really good at it. You can't get competitive at, at, at this game by mastering the levels. When you load into a level, you have a five-minute practice runtime. So that's just you and the... I think it's uh, 16 people total. So you and who, however many other people are playing on that, you're just racing down the same track over and over and over. However, even though it says practice time, uh, practice run, it will keep track of your best time achieved on the practice run because after the five minutes when you jump into the actual race, when you get down to the bottom, it puts your best practice time and your uh, final run together and then awards an overall winner. So you could place first in the the, the actual race right. but not finish first overall because someone got third in the final race but had such a good practice run. So there's an element of casualness, I guess, to it. It's just more about having fun. Straight away, people were asking about the getting rid of the practice mode and just being able to jump straight into the race like blind. They said that's not an option. You have to you have to do the five minute thing. But that's also where I feel like this game is more fun with friends because you're doing the practice run, you're fucking around, you're having a laugh at the same time. You do the thing, you're like, haha, beat you because I smashed your practice score. Um, and then it sounds, um, it sounds very Trackmania. I guess yeah, similar to that sort of thing. Yeah, it's got, it's. I mean, you can even get off your board and just fuck around if you want. It doesn't <laughs> do whatever you want. Um, and in between the levels, you come back to this campfire lobby area where you can literally sit around on rocks, pull out an instrument, and just bang on them and 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 fuck around. Like it's just it's got sort of a, a casual vibe to the whole thing. Like when when we we did some races with the, the developers and they were like. All right, let's go have our campfire dev interview time where we all just sat around the campfire in the game and then in a Discord call, they were like, let's take questions, which was kind of funny, but <laughs> sort of a, a fun way to, I guess, do that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I I would totally, like, it's free to play, so obviously there's not 
going to be the microtransactions in the game. I didn't bother mentioning in a preview because it's like, I don't know how much they're going to cost. So I don't want to say if, they, if they'll be good or not. But they said microtransactions will just be cosmetics. Um, at least that's what they all have planned at the moment. So your typical sort of thing. Um, yeah, I, I would, I'm keen to play the full one. I'd at least fuck around in it for a, a, a little bit there. But yeah, I don't know if it would be like fully attention holding, but um, could be fun for a little bit there. All right, let's get into the main, uh, the big news of this week, which was the Xbox and Bethesda developer direct showcase that happened on Thursday last week uh, morning. So let's run through this in a second. But overall, Karen, what was your thoughts on this direct thing and the format, I guess? And would you like them to see them do more of this? I think it's pretty good. It's concise. It's... They advertised not only did they advertise um, what they were going to talk about, they also did a Chronicle Surprise game despite, despite leaks. Um, and then, yeah, no, I think this is good communication. I think this is good open communication. I think if they're active, proactive with these and they're regular, um, you know, they don't have to do what they did with uh, Hi-Fi Rush every time. But I think what they did was fantastic for Hi-Fi Rush. But um yeah, no, I think the show overall was was really good for Xbox and for the at least shows a positive for the start of this year. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I really liked it. I, I I feel like this format would work really well. Um, in in if they continue to do this sort of thing, and um, I'm down. I like how they announce everything, but the people still complained. I was watching on YouTube. The YouTube comments were like, "L L L, oh, is that all? What happened to where's uh where's this game? Where's this game?" I'm like, "These are all idiots." But anyway, um. Ash, what do you think? Yeah, I think it was solid. Um, yeah, lots of good showcases. They did the crucial thing and gave a bunch of dates for stuff. Yeah. Uh, so Xbox and Game Pass fans know when stuff is going to be coming out. Uh, it's crazy that Xbox Studios is going to be releasing games in 2023. Crazy. So that's a pause. It's what a crazy world we live in. Uh, yeah, very, very good. A lot of the games look good. And, uh, and then, of course, you have the big surprise. Medium surprise. Yeah, well, that it sucks. I made a joke about it, but it, yeah, um, we'll get to that in a minute. Yes. So the the showcase kicked off with Minecraft Legends. So Mojang talked about the collaboration with Blackbird Interactive on the PvP, in particular with this game. So of course they've talked about the, the single player and stuff before, but PvP in this will work in which everyone sort of has a job um, or in a different way and something they should be doing. So you load into a PVP map, procedurally generated. Uh, you've got, you're going to want someone to go out and gather resources so you can build up your base. You're going to want someone to be building your base. You're going to want someone to uh, potentially be training up to, to lead the charge. You're going to, you're like, everyone's sort of going to have their, their own sort of way of going about it. There's going to be different tactics of what you build a la a, tip, uh, a normal RTS of what, what's the, the best thing to build in the early game to should you just try and rush the enemy's base? Should you try and build up a defensive, wait for them to strike? There there seems to be a lot going on here. I think it looked really, really good. Um, I'm very, I was already sort of keen for this game. I think the PvP definitely looks like it could be very competitive and fun and, uh, drive um drive friends to, to stick together and try and smash through uh, as many teams as they can online so uh yeah i, I thought this looked awesome uh kieran what do you think of minecraft legends uh i'm interested in it i think 
Right, Minecraft Legends on its own, I probably wouldn't be, but it's a multiplayer experience and, and a um experience yeah, with friends, I think is is could be really fun. Um it could be definitely something to dive into. It's another game where I'm like, you know what, would I buy this if I had to, you know, if I had to buy this specifically? Probably not, but it's with Game Pass, so I don't think there's there's any reason not to try it. I think it looks interesting. Uh I hope it controls well. I, I you know, it, it um it's the biggest thing that RTS and these style of games, even from that third person perspective, often struggle. Um, so hopefully this one gets its controls feeling quite fluid and uh, fun to play. Ash? Yeah, I think it looked really good. Like, um, it, it definitely gave me like Age of Empire kind of vibes, except you're going to obviously be a lot more, lot more involved to controlling and uh, actually fighting in the fray. Uh, rather than just obviously moving your troops around and that kind of stuff. But uh, obviously you can get different types of troops to help you go attack the bases and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it looks like it'll be a fun multiplayer experience. Uh, and then I'm sure the single-player campaign will be a lot of fun as well. So, yeah, very promising. Yeah, um, and they got a release date. Minecraft Legends is coming out April 28th uh, on everything Xbox, PC as well, cross-play, and of course, yeah, Game Pass. Uh, next thing they showed off was Forza Motorsport. They mostly focused on the visual and audio design of what makes this motorsport game the best one ever. Um, new te- technology involved in it, the, the way the cars will take on dirt and chipping and uh, the realism based around that, the, the fully designed sound system like that. It was maybe for some people not what they wanted to hear, but one thing I did appreciate about this Devolver Direct, uh, developer direct uh, is that every game sort of was focused on one sort of aspect and this seems to be focused on the technical aspect of forza motorsport so uh that's cool i think it looks beautiful i think it looks really cool i'm keen of course to jump into it i i'm i'm hoping it will, it will scratch a certain itch that i i that grant that last grand turismo still wasn't just just something still wasn't quite there for me is so just need a little bit more something so um forza motorsport might be able to do it um rate full ray tracing on the track which gran turismo didn't have either so 4k 60 fr- frames per second ray tracing on the track not just in the fucking showroom so give it to me baby um kieran what do you think uh i think it's it's uh it's about time that forza had its main line kind of come into line and come up to the prestige that i think the forza horizon um line is currently and i think um <coughs> with this it's very much a case of yeah it's forza it looks pretty it looks beautiful it's it's interesting um i don't think this wins anybody over like i don't think it it makes anybody try it try out the game that wouldn't already try it uh but i definitely think it, it should be there to excite fans and to get people prepared for when it does release later in the year hopefully ash i assume this is like not really your uh, cup of tea sure look like a bunch of cars racing around the track yeah that's what I thought. Uh, so then they went into <laughs> the, they stuck the big surprise. Also, it's something that leaked like 24 hours prior, right in the middle here. But so Tango Gameworks, that's right. The people that brought you the evil, I wrote evil dead, but is that right? Is that, have I wrote, is my brain like, wrote yeah, it's evil, no, it's evil dead, evil within. Evil, evil within. Yeah, I've wrote the wrong thing. My brain's like, yeah, evil dead. Anyway, my bad. Uh, revealed the new IP, Hi Fi Rush, uh, which is absolutely nothing like either their, their spooky Ghostwire Tokyo or uh, their previous horror games. So it's a rhythm action game. 
and it has a very bright, colorful style. And the biggest thing about this was after they spent about three minutes talking about it in this deep dive trailer, they went, guess what? You'll be able to play it soon. And I'm expecting like, oh man, like maybe March. That'll be awesome. Well, you know, <laughs> end of February at the earliest. I don't know. My, my, my mind, I remember just being like, March, cool. And they were like, it's out today. And I was like, what the fuck? Anyway, love a, love a <laughs> random drop like that. So it is out now. You can play it. Xbox, uh, old Xbox Series XS, not Xbox One, uh, and PC. It's on Game Pass. So everyone downloaded it straight away, of course. Um, I've been playing it. I'll save that. We'll dive into the game fully after this. But, um, Karen, what do you think of the reveal and the whole like it's it's out now? I thought this was great, and I think I've I've raved in the past about Fallout 4's Shadow Drop and how Fallout 4 Shadow Drop was one of the coolest releases. Ever. Shadow Drop it was like a month, but it, Shadow Drop it's six months. It had like six months yeah. before. It was, <laughs> it, was like, it was not quite a Shadow Drop, but it was the quick and the fastest. So to have this come out of nowhere to be completely different to for what the studio is already known for. Um, you know, I hit Ashley Hobley every time we talk about fucking um, Game Pass and Xbox. Ashley's like, what are their first party studios doing? Why are there no games coming out? You know, it's nice just to them to drop something and be like, here, here's a full phone. And I think one of the surprising things was where it was like, okay, when they first announced it, it's like, cool, this is going to be a cool, short, couple hour experience and full thing. No, it's a full fudge fucking game that looks fantastic. And yeah, we'll talk about it more in a bit, but. Um, I think you know this would have been even cooler if it hadn't leaked. So, yeah. um, that's that sucks. But I think as a whole, I think it's really exciting. It's a real positive for for Tango Games and for Xbox. Ash, what do you think of this one? Yeah, I mean, it, I I think it looked good. <laughs> I don't know if it would have gotten as much buzz if it hadn't been uh a day, you know, shadow drop. I think if there, if there had been a little bit more of a wait, would the anticipation have built up more? I don't know. Yeah. Well, we can't say for sure, but like, for example, I tweeted like inject this straight to my veins and I saw it for people tweeting similar, like this looks really good. And then like two minutes later when the trailer ended, it was when they were out now, me and several other people are then like quote retweeting their tweets and be like, what the fuck? You know, like. <laughs> yeah. They, they're like, yeah, we will just inject it straight into your yeah. veins. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the next thing they showed was something I don't think any of us really talk about or care about. No offense, Elder Scrolls, but Elder Scrolls Online Necrom was announced as the next expansion. Uh, you're returning to Morrowind in this. They're introducing uh, Canis class. Uh, they're introducing Elite Limited Free Trial for ESO Plus. Gives you access to all the previous chapters and 20 DLCs. And Elder Scrolls Necrom is releasing June 2023 on Xbox, PlayStation consoles, and PC. I don't think any of us have something to say, though. So well, what I'll say is, yes. with this Alcanus class, there's another game that you can play uh, involving spells that isn't written by, isn't based on a property written by a transphobe. There you go. Add it to the list. Let's, let's make an article. Top <laughs> 10 spellcasting games. Top 5 games. games that you should play, like, you could, involving spells that don't involve a trans. It's a very way. good idea for an article, but also a quick way for the conversation. <laughs> a quick to, way to uh, get but, death threats, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. And then they finished off the show with Redfall, uh, sort of a somewhat deeper dive, I guess, into the game that is Deadfall. Uh, Redfall, sorry. Uh, AK Studios' upcoming horror, vampire, co-op, single player, mm-hmm. bit of everything. 
uh, hero shooter thing. Um, they officially announced a release date as well, which is it's coming out May 2nd for Xbox Series XS and PC. It's going to be on Game Pass as well, of course. This trailer was a little bit interesting. It showed off like the first section where, where it was like single player, definitely had a bit more of a horror creepy vibe, creeping around the house, getting chased by that one dude or whatever, go outside and got more monsters and stuff happening. The second half where they're showing the full, like the full four player squad, that seemed like weirdly almost a bit too scripted. It just seemed a bit, something about that just reminded me of watching like The Division at E3 or something. Um, but overall it looked fine like it's it's definitely like redfall looks like a video game a video game that i would happily play and that's cool but there's nothing in this that excited me that's how i that's how i feel about it um ash how do you feel about what we saw for redfall yeah um, i agree i mean it looks fine um it's not as flat it, obviously this is gameplay so it's not like didn't have any of the cutscenes and like character that we got from the, like the initial launch trailer uh or reveal trailer yeah um yeah, I think there's still a lot of questions about the game. Obviously, this very much put to bed any doubts about it. You being able to play it single player, yeah. uh, if that's your jam, uh, you can play through it by yourself. Um, but uh, like the world, uh, is it an open world game? Like because they're all on this island this entire time. You're just moving. It's sound, be, it sounded like it fast was, travel. Is it? It sounded like it was missions to me, or? Is how it sounded. But I know that's not. Mm. I don't think we've had 100 percent confirmed. But it seemed like it was Bayern. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Karen, what do you what do you make of the latest? your thoughts. I think. Yeah, I agree. I I have read comments and from this week where it's like this looks to be Far Cry with vampires in a bit of a different style. Um, yeah. and I think that this game could easily be that. Um, yeah, I'm still. Looking forward to it and open to it. I just think they needs to be something a bit more concrete or, or a bit more. Um, I don't know, maybe handholding in terms of them kind of sitting down and showing an ongoing and, and larger gameplay piece that we can get our teeth into a bit and understand. The this was it was weirdly edited, right? Mm. Yeah, like it was like minute. This is this mission in one minute. Yeah, and this is this mission in one minute. Yeah, there's this mission in one minute. Yeah. We don't do that. Here's some side story stuff. Like, let's cut to that. So, yeah, I, I'd say it was an odd showing for Redfall. I was never, like, I don't feel any d- indifferent about it because I've always, like, I'm sort of, I wasn't, like, head over heels. Like, this is this mm. is why I feel like, so for, for every time that cinematic trailer dropped originally, for people who were, like, tweeting things like, fucking game it here, best thing ever. How do you feel when you see gameplay that's just mediocre? Like, do you just delete that tweet or, like, what do you do? <laughs> It's fine. Just move it. All right. Let's swing it back then in the second and final uh, review in progress discussion for this week, which is going to be about High Fiber Rush. Three chapters into this one as well. I'm like tying it up for Dead Space, but so split my time here. But yeah, obviously, as soon as the game was available, downloaded it and had to get had to get some time into this before going to as well. Um, loving it. I think it is this beautiful world. I love everything in this just seems to have had such an attention of care. The fact that the whole world moves in time to the music and just everything you're looking at on screen, uh, be it like the poles on the, the, the side, the someone speaking out of a system and like the little comic booky 
things that like are showing they're shouting at Sound you and moving. Thing. Yeah, they're like they're moving on time. The fact that if he stands still, old mate's just sitting there like tap, flicking his uh yeah his his, his hand there, yeah snapping his fingers there. Like it's just so everything being tied so into the music. I think is awesome. The having such a loud comic book almost i guess the obvious um pull is to compare it to spider-man into the spider-verse it's got the same sort of art style and at times even the cinematic events even look like they're sort of going for the same uh direction it even has that sort of comic book uh overlay meshy sort of thing going for it um when you're in the cutscenes, not in the gameplay but in the cutscenes, it's got like slightly a different style uh the corporate storyline i think is just sort of so on the nose but funny at the same time very loud ridiculous characters obviously that's what what the game's going for but the reason i th- i guess it w- works so well is like everything tying into the combat which is the, m- the main part of this game it's both super accessible but also really rewarding and i think that's the the, the reason this a game like this can be a success because i feel like rhythm games especially when you get into combat rhythm games are going to turn some people off if they're like no it's not really my thing i I, I struggle like i'm I'm gonna struggle with that i mean you can't really struggle with it even if you mash buttons you'll probably you're you're gonna kill the enemies you get a shit score but if you don't care and you just want (laughs) to you want to get through the the level like you're totally fine because i think the, the key thing for this game is having the characters so you always hit on the beat and the enemies also always attack on the beat and you dodge on the beat like the second you realize everything's done in the beat you it sort of i guess clicks eventually you know like so if you hit on the beat and you always have to then attack on the beat to get a combo well you just once you as long as you hit the first strike on the beat everything else after that as long as you time it as you're hitting them, you, you're good. Like you're, you sort of hit a, a rhythm there. So when you, I feel like when you're doing really good in this game and you're tying up these combos and doing things, it just looks really, really awesome. Sounds great. Um, the use of different songs in this from Bethesda originals to through to fucking nine inch nails. Like it's um, the, it opens with um, Kings of Leon. Like I'm keen to see what the, the rest right. of the songs come through. Like, was it Kings of Leon? You no. mean not Kings of Leon. It's Black, Black Keys. Keys. Oh, Black Keys, sorry. Um, yeah. Similar, same. Black Keys. Um, maybe Kings of Leon's in it later. I don't know. Maybe I'm having a foreshadowing. No, I don't, I don't know. Think maybe, so. maybe they are. I don't know. How do you, how do you not <laughs> know? You know? Sex is on fire, no. baby. Because I'm pretty sure they announced all the artists. They okay. would have put Kings of Leon So I'm loving it. I think it's great. The Of course, the I think the, the girl you meet early on, I can't remember her name. The, the main character yeah she's like really cool um having the cat tie in being able to pet the cat that's a, a plus a point there straight away having a little base you can walk around that you you slowly like find these graffiti artwork and levels and you you're placing that on levels i think is like a cool sort of thing to help i love games where you sort of start with a uh like a base that, that you build up and get to sort of as the game progresses you get to make it a bit more yours that's that's really cool upgrade system just basic little chips and stuff that make you cooldowns is a crease and whatever else like but it still works really really well yeah kieran so you've been playing some of this how are you how are you liking it i have uh i played through the first two levels of this game and i'm loving it i'm really enjoying it um i think this game had me in the moment i saw that uh the moment where he's like chai is launched into the air in front of the entire city in that yeah. cityscape i was like immediately blown away by that just the level of detail and interest in the color palette i think he's we don't really have anything like that currently in gaming. So to jump into it, the music's great. I will say the first level is maybe a little bit 
like heavy on tutorials. Like oh, I felt for yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. For the game, <laughs> I wanted to like flow in and yeah. move around in and get to the beat, and like it just felt so jarring to be pulled into fucking tutorials. They, every, I like, think they anyway. they definitely have a trust issue with thinking that everyone will be okay with the mechanics in this game. They're very much like, yes. it's okay. Like it's uh, just practice on me. Like uh, yeah, 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 no, a hundred percent. So. Um, to, to see that but other than that like this game it's really fun i like chai as a character peppermint's really cool um the i like this i'm getting very strong from like the the evil bosses or the heads of the evil company that you're fighting i'm getting massive scott pilgrim vibes from this whole game which is very good for me because it's one of my favorite uh, kind of stories and titles so so you, you fought the first boss or you didn't i can't remember how if you fought i have i fought the first yeah boss. so yeah. the cutscene after of both of yeah the, the two bosses yes yeah, the cutscene after yeah. we fight the first like main boss and then you literally get like yes. the, every other like boss up on the screen that yes. that was very like like scott pilgrim-esque i guess like yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was literally when i was sat there like this is scott pilgrim as fuck and i'm okay with it um seeing the amount of stuff you can upgrade and like there's lots to collect there's like the levels i wasn't I was like, when they first presented this game, I was like, okay, this looks like the boss fights are going to be like the main thing of each like, mm. kind of area. It's going to be the boss fight. That was what it was very focused on. But the levels are very deep. There's lots to explore. There's lots to go back to. Like, there's lots of doorways that are sealed off or like areas. Yeah, areas that other uh, abilities Peppermint that will literally to. be like, oh, I don't know how to get in here. Let's come back later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To come back later, which I think is an interesting um, part of the game. Um, the music changing up is really nice, and um, it, even though I love it and I hate it, is like the score breakdowns for every single like um, fight you go in, or like everything where it's like your timing was off here, and like the end of the level you get and you get all your different like choruses they call it, but it's each of the battles that you fought. Yeah. I probably could do without that a little bit, where I could just you know play this as just a rhythm game without that stuff, but um, it's still it's still good either way. I, I'm enjoying it. It's good to see, like, you know what's funny? I often play these games, and there's games where they, like, buy combos, and then I'm like, I just don't use the combos, or the combos just seem to flow naturally anyway, and then I'm whatever. Whereas this game, I get very into testing out different combos and playing it like a rhythm game and and, and, and switching up with stuff and messing around with the timings. Um, yeah, no, I think this has got a lot of depth to it that I wasn't expecting. And it's, you know, considering it's a 15 gigabyte download on Xbox, there is a lot more to this game than I was expecting. Mm. And it's it's funny, like, the the like more to this than you thought. Because I was expecting, I'm like, oh, this isn't super hard. But then, like, every new thing they, they introduced, my, there was points even where I was like, wait, wait, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking being an idiot here. Like, remember the first time they introduced, you know, like, on the third beat where it comes up, like, the circle, so you can, like, time the, yes. the, the last mega hit or whatever. And every time, I realized after a while, I was like, every time that would appear on screen, I'd suddenly just stop. Just stop doing everything. Yeah, stop yeah, doing everything. Just like just freeze and then take a hit for no reason. And I'm like, wait, 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 yeah. hold on. You can literally dodge on the offbeat and still time it up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because so. even like, even that's a funny thing. Even stuff like dashing or jumping, you get a bonus or a benefit to those things yeah. if you do them in time with the beat. Yeah. So when you're like um, dashing through corridors between enemies, you, you, you can get yeah. three dashes if you dash on the beat. Whereas if you, you only get one if you dash off the beat. So. And it's the same as like yeah. the first b boss fight. She starts like char charging around like crazy at one point, and like I'm sure, it, like to do it with no damage, you can dash, dash, dash on the beat. You're all good. Dash off the beat, you're probably going to take a hit there a couple times. But mm -hmm. so yeah, 
and I really like so the first boss fight. We uh, straight away, it's very much like you're like, oh yeah, this is just going to be a typical sort of video game boss fight. But every quarter of that health bar, something changes in that boss fight, which I really really like yeah. as well. Yep, that was really cool. Um, Ash, did you you had no interest in this one? I thought this one might have been up your No, I gave it a bit of a go. I got through most of the tutorial, but you know, kind of how handholding it was kind of put me off a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but seeing how much you guys like it, I might jump back in. It does get a lot better after in the second level. The second level onwards is like awesome. I, very I've got shitty rhythm, so uh, <laughs> that's like you can't. That's really the thing is that you don't get that punished because even if you no. press the button yeah. offbeat, you'll still hit on the beat and stuff. But yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, you literally just have to time the first hit hit up, and then after that, you just time them to when you're hitting, because you only you only hit on the beat. Yeah. yeah. Or you put like the little cat thing down the bottom, or whatever. Yeah, well, you can look at the cat anyway, but you can yeah. add the accessibility. I look at the thing. cat all the time. Yeah. The accessibility feature adds like a rhythm thing down the bottom that shows you the mm -hmm. the constant. I was trying to find that, but yeah. Uh, you just press, you press the select button on the controller, and it pops straight up. Okay. Yeah. That's that thing they showed off in the trailer and everything. So. Um, yeah, really cool. I um, I think this is this is going to be one of the, the surprises of the year. I don't know if it'll uh, still be in our discussion when it comes to the end of the year or even the next month. But yeah, uh, currently definitely a a nice surprise to get at the end of um, January. A, a welcome surprise. So. Well, it's, it it just nailed its timing. Mm. Like hundred percent came at the right time. Sure. Well. I mean, Dead Space came out later. Dead Space and Forspoken were both for, out. For me but, personally, yeah. with reviewing it, I had finished Dead Space. So I was like, this is perfect. I can finish Dead Space, write my review. It's downloaded so I can play it as soon as I'm done. Yeah. For me personally, it was great. Cool. That'll do it for this week's episode of Arcade Couch. Um, of course, let us know what you thought about any of the games we discussed this week or answer the question of the week. Just tweet at us, explosionnetwork.com slash Twitter, explosionnetwork.com slash Discord takes you to our Discord. If you like this episode and want to support both explosionnetwork.com and the podcast, head on over to Kofi page, explosionnetwork.com slash support, buy us a coffee. And until next week, we will see you on the same time at the same couch. Goodbye. <laughs>